develop some kind of like content like plan, right? Because it, it's again like everything else. If you're not like intentional with it, then you can't really be good at it. Doing a a proper post that's properly hashtagged with like posted at the right time, all of those things going for you is the number one thing that you can do on Instagram for free. Have you ever been at a party and people ask you what you do for a living? When I'm in Orange County here in California and people ask me that, I just say, oh yeah, I film weddings. But when I'm in LA, I feel like I have to be a little bit more Hollywood, a little bit more interesting. So when someone asks me what I do for a living, I say, oh yeah, I'm a visual storyteller of betrothals. Everyone knows that the life of a wedding video is on the track, the song that is used. Now you can have that power. Musicbed has a highly curated roster featuring hundreds of artists, bands, and composers. As a Wedding Video Boss listener, you can get your first month of subscription free or 20% off of a single song purchase. Just enter the promo code with no space, Wedding Video Boss, when you check out. You can now call yourself a visual alchemist or whatever the heck you need to say to make yourself different. Remember, use the promo code Wedding Video Boss or click on the link in the notes. Welcome to the Wedding Video Boss podcast. If this is your first time, this is a podcast for someone like you. Someone who wants to turn their passion into profit, their hobby into a business. But it doesn't stop there. What I love about this podcast is that I bring you, I feel like, the right people. People who specialize in different aspects of running a business. Their topics may not be the sexiest because it's mostly back-end stuff. And they may not be well-known in your field because they represent other industries. But that's the beauty of it. These people are hand-picked. And they have sterling reputations in their own areas to give you proven tools so that you can build your business the right way. I've always believed that there is something to learn from someone in an unexpected place, and I want to be the one to close that gap for you. So, if all this makes sense to you, welcome. And when we come back, we're diving right in. So grab your pen and paper. But if you're driving, maybe just listen to this when you get to your destination. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Cue the music. Derek, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you reached out. I'm stoked to be here. I was telling you earlier about how huge your podcast changed my life because I was telling you earlier that I was having a burnout. I was getting burnt out from social media for probably two years. Just I was talking to someone last night and they were like, what? Well, he used to work at an ice cream store in, in Chicago. And so now whenever he smells ice cream, he just wants to throw up. And I was telling him, you know, I'm the same way with social media. Like when I when I scroll through my feed, I work in the wedding industry. And every, just my feed is just filled with wedding photos and video. And just every all, all my friends are in the wedding industry. Well, I, when I scroll through the feed, it just makes me gag. So... <laughs> That's when I knew 
I was getting burnt out and yeah your your podcast came into the picture and it really changed the way I organize my thoughts and the way I promote our company and I really thank you for doing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'm super glad to hear that. So before we start, I would love it if you tell the listeners and the viewers something about yourself that they'd be they'd probably be surprised to know. Well, I have uh, never had a bite of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> that is true. But I will tell you something uh, about business. But that is my random fact. Whenever people play two truths and a lie, I just use that because it always stumps them. But yeah, I still have not had one. But uh, anyways, as far as business goes, I'm actually running three businesses right now. One in direct sales, one in e-commerce, and then um, the podcast and just the whole Instagram marketing business. Um, and then another just random fact is fantasy football is probably my biggest hobby right now. So <laughs> super stoked for that season to start. I hope you didn't uh, draft the Colts quarterback. I did not. Okay, good. We drafted a couple days after his retirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, just to be, just so you know, I hate peanut butter and jelly sandwich because really? it tastes okay. weird. And it's it's not supposed to be that way. So I'm going to get a lot of haters, but I just didn't like it. So you're not missing out. <laughs> you're one of the first people to tell me that. Everyone else is like, what? Like, we're going to go get one right now. So You know, what's weird is, you know, I'm, I'm Filipino and I'm Asian, so I eat all of these weird food. But that one I could not handle <laughs> for some strange reason. So you're not missing out, my friend. Okay. So, okay, now I want, I'm really interested in the origin story of all of my guests and you in particular. I would love to know what your origin story is, what you're up to right now, and how you got into the industry. Yeah, so my origin story is in direct sales, and I, I did that for uh, seven years, and I'm still uh, decently involved involved in it, um, but uh, just slowly weaning out and letting the other businesses take over. Um, but without being in sales, uh, I would not have been able to do Instagram in the proper way. Um, I was the, one of the top performers for this company. They've been around since like the 40s, um, but basically um, sold over a million dollars worth of their product just with <laughs> you know, just going referrals and cold calls and putting in like the hard work. So I had to learn not only hard work there, but just sales psychology. And I think there's so much to be said with direct sales when you are pitching someone a product that is right in front of you. That is the only way that you get immediate feedback from their face or what they say of why they're buying it and, and why they're not. And that understanding is what really helped me get good at online sales strategies faster because if you're new to online sales and you send traffic to your web page and they're not buying, you don't, they didn't necessarily fill out like a why they didn't buy a survey, right? They don't always let you know. You just know that they went to the page and then they left and you're just like, I don't know why. Um, but getting that understanding and just Understanding my buyers on a deeper level is a large reason for my Instagram success, um, for being able to communicate uh, to people in a way that actually influences them to uh, to purchase or, or to just do whatever um, for their reasons, that is. So 
you, you was this the same company where uh, you crossed the wedding industry line as well, or is it the difference? That that's it. Okay, so it is. Uh huh. So you said you attended bridal shows and you sold to to brides or couples, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically, I'll just yeah, I'll say it was like kitchen cutlery and high end um, pots and pans, things like that that I was selling. So yeah, worked a lot of bridal events and tried to get on wedding registries. That's so cool. So how many how many years would you say you've um, been doing Instagram? seriously for just about two years now okay man if you're only doing instagram for two years you you know a lot of stuff and wow i can't wait for people to go to your podcast and listen to it because it's been so helpful yeah it, it was just two years but uh i was really putting in a lot of hours at the beginning it took like like you were saying it was a time waster when you're new and it was a time waster for me for a long time too until I just but I knew I had to figure it out um, for for many reasons just you know it's no secret that it's the top social media right now um, so I knew I had to figure it out and after a lot of mistakes I got a good handle on it that's that's so interesting because uh, I was telling you earlier that you know when 2008 when I started the company, we didn't have any mentors. We didn't have any workshops. We had workshops, but it's it's not as uh, focused on particular topics. And I that's why you offering this service for free on your podcast, it's crazy. So I really thank you for that. Now, I want to ask you, the wedding industry, I'm pretty sure you've been, you're, all, you're on Instagram studying all the time and researching. I should tell that to my wife. I'm like, oh, I'm researching. Yep. <laughs> uh, so what, with the wedding industry, what, what have you observed? What have you seen if you've, if you've been seeing wedding industry yeah. Instagram? What have you noticed that changed in the last two years? So um, the main mistake that not only wedding industry people are making, but almost everyone on Instagram when they're trying to – build when they're new is to think that, you know, if you're trying to find clients to uh, be the wedding photographer for them, why would you post a picture of what you ate for lunch? They don't care about it. Your Instagram is not about blogging your life. If it is a personal account, it is. If you are trying to sell things and gain a certain clientele, the content you should make and the only content you should make is gain designed for the followers you want. So what would be an easy way to be a wedding photographer? So yeah, you're going to display your work, right? Because those are cool photos. Those have the chance to go viral and they also build trust in your audience and your work, which is necessary for you to get a sale. What else do people who are about to get married want to know? Whatever that is, make that content. Make infographics on ways to save money on your wedding. Things like that. Okay, you, you, put, you start with the vision of who do I want to reach and then you make what they want. You don't, that's why people are like, I don't know what content to put out because they're like, okay, like, let me go through my phone. Let me go through my photos. All right, I got a picture of me, picture of my family, got a good picture of my dog, got 
is this what my clients want to see? No, because they don't know you. Um, so think about it again, like, like when you're on the other end of things, when you see a person on Instagram that you don't know, that is also not providing you with whatever value you want to know, you do not follow them. You do not follow anyone that you don't know that posts everything they do in their life. So you need to just be like my page thing and one thing alone. And it is to give free information designed to gain people who are about to get married. So your advice, that's great. I love that because I kind of, you know, I've, I've all also been researching on Instagram and, you know, people say that, the your customers they want to see your face they want to see the brand but i'm like but i don't look like i should be on instagram <laughs> my face doesn't match the the quality of the brand but uh so you're saying that personal you you, you your advice is you should have a personal account and you should have a business account is that what you're saying correct yes first off i i disagree with you you have great hair and your skin is perfect complexion. You're great for Instagram. <laughs> You're just a couple filters away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm dark and moody. <laughs> um, <laughs> you in the picture with wedding stuff in the background is great. Gotcha. You with a park in the background is not. So that's how you introduce yourself in the brand, you're still staying on point with your brand and your content, or you're on camera delivering tips for the people that you are trying to attract. That is how you can incorporate your brand. So it's like they are right in what they're saying that you want your face to be on there, but most people are like, okay, got it. Like, I'll just post like, feeling great today like <laughs> you know it's just that's that's personal so yeah you want a personal in, in a business one for the reason of like so y your business needs to be separated because you don't want to be following your friends on both accounts okay that's something that a lot of people do wrong they follow their friends and family from both accounts you want it set up so when you're on your business account you're working and when you're on your personal account you're not because getting trapped in the Instagram vortex, it's very real and it happens to all of us. And the last thing you want is to be going on Instagram to be productive. And now you're seeing posts from random people. So I don't follow, you know, accounts that I would want to follow for my own reasons on my business account. I only follow the people that will be useful for me to spend my time on the feed. Okay, that I, I I actually started doing that with my personal account and my business. Like the people, just like what I told you, I have friends. Most of my friends are in the wedding industry, so my personal account are are also following their business account, and I stopped doing that. Like, if they have a personal account, then I follow that one. But if they're mixing their personal and the business, I unfollowed it. I unfollow it from my personal, just so their separation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I actually want to ask you how do you feel about the rise of video on Instagram? Cuz uh, just 
going back to what you were saying earlier that okay i subscribed to your to your page for a particular reason so I'll, for example i i subscribe because i love food and your your feed is just filled with food right mm-hmm. when when i see a f- footage of the person the owner's face the engagement is lower than the actual food or if i see a video post of the food it's lower than the photo is it so what 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 how's video right now in with regards to instagram at the end of the day it's just like um a high definition awesome photo will still be a mediocre video but a 10 out of 10 video versus a 10 out of 10 photo the video will probably win so it's not such a huge separation that it's like video is like where it's at like i still or actually i recently i i recently just had a new post win from my top post of all time this isn't on my igm secrets page this is on my e-commerce page i finally just had like a video get like 15,000 likes um and then a, before that video i had a photo that was winning at like 10,000 total likes. So until like a couple weeks ago over the last couple years like I still had a photo that was my all-time best uh post overall. But I think video is very important um for the other things that you can possibly accomplish with it. Like video is, is more engaging. A- absolutely. Um but it's just that it's an extra step to edit that content, right? It's harder to create it. So you can't crank out as much of it. Um but I I think that every page does at least need to find a couple things that you know, a couple types of posts that they can do that are video. You don't want to be all photo. Um but I also really like just the carousel photos because then you can just do multiple posts which is still more engaging than a singular photo. Um and like we talked about or I've talked about on my show like the time they spend on the post does help your engagement not just you know likes comments and like there's a lot of things that help your engagement with them but if they look at your post for a long time or like they watch if you post a video and they watch it over and over and over that really helps your engagement with them too so video does have aspects like that that are going for it so you're 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 saying that about you're talking about your theory that the more time people spend on a particular post mm-hmm. the algorithm of Instagram works in their favor, right? That's what you're saying. I am um saying that to my theory. I can't make any definitive claims because no one really can besides like people who work at Instagram, but from my experience and you know, you, you were telling me that you've seen it to be true and I've heard how a lot of people reach out to me and be like hey i think it is true i'm seeing that as well um but how do i know that like i'm just saying off of my own experience from like if i spent a lot of time on someone's post and stuff i realized that they were appearing at the top of my feed so it does help out it seems yeah. like yeah i've noticed that too so mm-hmm. i that was that was one of the best cuz the thing is i i listen to michael stoltzner a lot a social media marketer his podcast and he he's been an advocate of uh content he said uh the pendulum is shifting back to content and next by next year or probably right now people are going to the more content you release the the more like text you put the more stories in one post the better for 
the algorithm. So I feel like the, the content that you put out is has to be really, really good, right? The quality more so than the quantity. Qu- quality and quantity is the best. Quality and low quantity is the second best. Um, and then like high quantity, low quality is probably the worst of all of them. Because every time you put out something that doesn't get liked or shared or commented on, that's how your engagement goes down. So how you do you don't f- want to post anything not quality? Yeah. Okay. So how do you feel about? I just I just saw Jasmine Star. You know Jasmine Star. She's uh she's a famous uh person in the wedding industry, and she's also like a YouTuber, Instagrammer. Okay. Um, she said that curating your feed isn't advisable anymore because people want real stuff from you. And I feel that she's kind of right. But at the same time, it really depends on what level you're at when it comes to your influencer tank. <laughs> sure, sure. So how do you feel about that? Uh-huh. Um, so you're talking about reposting, correct? Uh, I'm talking about like curating your feed. So it's kind of like you have nine squares. You curate the every nine squares. You make it like really beautiful and you plan out, you plan out your posts and make it look like the first nine is going to be just a theme is green. The second one mm-hmm. is blue. You know, Just like mm-hmm. a beautiful, clean feed. How do you feel about that? I think um, I think it's as valuable as you guys like already know it is. Like from being an Instagram user, when you go to a page, how much does that influence you to follow them? This is how people screw themselves over doing this. One, do I I like the idea of it? Absolutely. I love it when you get to a page. It's like oh, three three blue, three green, post three orange, three pink. Like it looks cool. Like horizontal lines, or they do every other post has a pink or a white background really cool and you know as someone who's in the art industries like or artsy because you know it's photography then yeah it is definitely a testament to just you as a person and your creativity level the reason why it screws people over is if they do those nine squares are each one ninth of a photo and when you're looking at it on the feed it looks awesome But when you're looking at those individual posts, it looks weird and people don't like it. So then you just posted nine photos in a row that all didn't get liked. I still wouldn't even do it for three unless each photo by itself is likable. That would be the only way that you could potentially do like a collage where it all looks the same. Otherwise, following a color scheme or a pattern scheme definitely is a good idea. Like, can you be successful without doing it? Absolutely, but um, it's just one other way to like be cool. And you know, when people get to your page, it just gives them that extra little boost to to want to follow you. I think it's just also a matter of just consistency, right? If you can't really be consistent with it, then just don't do it because it's just going to ruin your feed. <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot of people like to be like, you know what? I'm going to get really serious about Instagram. They do it for a month and they don't really get results and they stop. And it, it's just like everything in life. You gotta put in a lot of lot of work with little payoff at the beginning, and then the pendulum swings to eventually, you know, when you have a hundred thousand followers and you can do a post that gains you eight hundred followers, like every time you do a post, like how much more worth it is posting 
at that level. Like when you're new, you're like lucky to get like one or two um, from each post, but it's just like eventually, you know, now from my, from my main e-commerce account, I get an average of about a hundred followers every time I post. So is that like now very worth it for my business's time? Yeah. But it took me, you know, at least six months of a lot of work. And I did a lot of like, you know, giveaways and techniques like that to build the following quicker. Um, but then it becomes very worth your time once it's built. Okay. Yeah. It's just like everything else. Just, you know, just do a foundation, plant a seed and, you know, just, just work your way up. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's true for anything. Right. Okay. So absolutely. Now I want to ask you, let's go to the wedding people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you talked about um, growing a massive local following. So uh -huh. for, cause for wedding people, I feel like s the birth of Instagram just bred all these people who want to be like destination photographers, destination planners, or, you know, just going to different places. But I feel like for me, I, I saw the trends and being nine years in the industry, I'm like, I just really want to just focus on the local people because number one, it's more, the parties are more fun because I get to party more. <laughs> and number two, you know, it's easier for, for me, it's easier for me to just go to the wedding and they pay the same amount of money, right? Uh -huh. So the growing the, the massive, um, a massive local following. How did you go about that? Do you mind discussing that a little bit further? Yeah. So, um, great question. I'm going to be uh, pretty thorough with this answer too, because I think there's a lot of uh, gray space to it, and I, I never want to just, um, you know, say one side of the story here. So, here is what a following can and cannot do for you to start. You can only sell to local people, correct? So, you want local people. Instagram has techniques, and I'm going to give you a few of those that you can slightly funnel your results to be more likely to find people in your area. At the end of the day, it is still kind of a scattershot platform when you're just using organic um, methods, okay? Paid methods, that's when you can tell Instagram only showed my post to these people. Um, however, when you just do an organic post, what we can do are things like, you know, I'm in Denver, hashtag Denver lifestyle, hashtag Denver photographers, hashtag Denver art. I can do those things to be a little more likely to find me some Denver people. So local hashtags is the first thing. Geotagging, yes, that helps. Most people already do that. Just geotag, not just the city you're in, all of the surrounding cities that you're looking for clients in. Those only get you a few impressions, but hey, at least that's just one extra thing you can do to find people around you. The other things they can do is, again, just kind of knowing, hey, I'm looking for Denver people about to get married. So I'm going to make a post about the best seven Denver wedding venues. <laughs> because if you make the post designed for your followers, then it's going to be more likely to be found by those people or when they do find it, they're going to share it with other people that it's relevant to. So again, we're still just knowing, okay, I want local followers. Are there things I can do to refine my content to be more for them? That's still going to be the name of the game. 
As far as what you can do on the paid promo side, I'm going to give you guys a quick tutorial on how you can um, just quickly do paid ads. There's probably some people listening to this that already know how to do Facebook ads and go into the Facebook ads manager and design it in there. That's awesome. But if you want to do it just from your phone, just from Instagram, make it super, super simple. What you can do is um, you, you make some kind of post that is designed for someone who is just meeting you, like, like that, that introduces them to you and your photography. Or maybe it's just like that post about the top seven wedding um, venues in Denver. Then I can go to promote that post and then you can go in there and kind of make an audience, um, right? Like you'll, you'll see, um, like you'll say, what interests would these people have and things like that. And um, then you can also set the geographic area that you want the post to get shown to just in terms of how many miles away from you at that time. So that's just one way that if you want to throw like five to 10 bucks, um, you know, or, or as much as you want to spend, on just a post to just find local traffic, um, then just promoting a post and then setting your, um, you know, boundaries to just people around you is is a very easy way to do so. Um, did I fully answer the question there? There was another part to it, right? Oh no, yeah, you you just growing the massive following, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, apart from that, you got to know that the one other thing that a following can do from you for, for you, uh, apart from just having local followers is just your brand. So some people like to think if I'm like, you know, the Denver wedding photographer and I have 17,000 followers, are they all Denver? Definitely not. Unless I built it all off of paid ads. Um, that means I'm probably, you know, I'm lucky to have like 30% Denver um, and then the rest from wherever that just makes you a little bit more of the go-to guy. And then those followers have the potential um, to not just build your brand and make it look like, all right, this guy's the real deal, but then they have the opportunity to like your posts and let them go viral. So even if 1% of the people who ever see your posts are from Denver, if it can get shown to 10,000 people, <laughs> you know, 1% of 10,000 is a lot higher than 1% of 1,000. So that's just to know, like, it still is valuable to have followers who are not potential customers as long as they're still engaged for those reasons. I think that that's a, <clears throat> one of the one things that really changed for me is when you did the lo the episode about growing your local followers is I didn't have the pressure of going worldwide and getting a hundred thousand followers because I'd rather have a hundred paying followers mm -hmm. than a hundred thousand mm -hmm. watchers, you know? So, yeah. So now I remember listening to you, one of your episodes about hashtags, the hashtag strategy, is that still applicable today? Cause I, th I think that was like a f just a few months ago, but you know, you know, Instagram's mm -hmm. algorithm, it changes all the time. And yeah, if, good question. Someone just asked me that too. Uh, sorry, did you have another part to the question? There oh no, or? I was just I was just uh, trying to remind you that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if I cut you off, but yeah. So um, it, it is. Um, I still find that twenty-five to thirty hashtags works the best. Um, I I have been adjusting, and believe me, I constantly play around with it. That's kind of where I get my content from. Is I'm also a little okay just being the experimenter. 
um, you know, first one through the door. So I, I do me mess around sometimes like, you know, what? I'm just gonna do a post with like 15. And every time I do it, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, it just doesn't get as many impressions. So um, when I look at the over 500 posts that I've done on my e-commerce account, and I start and I just say, okay, let me go through my most successful posts of all times. The top five all still have over 25 hashtags used. So um, it is still relevant. The one thing is, is if you are pursuing a local following, then you should weight those more just for like local hashtags. Um, the hashtag strategy that I talk about in episode 27 of my podcast that you're referencing um, is more for people who are you know, just following a general format of what size they should use. And they should use some small, some medium, and some of the larger ones too. Okay, so I, I don't know if I heard this from you or I read this somewhere, but the, the hashtag strategy for the 30 or 25 is five that's less than 1,000 followers, 10 that's less than 100,000. How did that go? Do you know? You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about? So, um, it, it's, uh, and yeah, I think you did hear from me. So if you're doing 30 hashtags, basically I do like five that are under 50,000 total posts, um, 20 that are between 50,000 and 2 million total posts. And then the remainder, like, you know, five to 10, um, above 2 million total posts. Um, at the end of the day, just understanding why will tell you what you need to do. So let me um, explain as, as briefly and effectively as I can. The reason why we do small hashtags is, let's say I'm a keto meal prep page, okay? A small hashtag would be like keto meal prep lifestyle, right? It's usually like a lot of words. If someone goes to hashtag keto meal preps lifestyle, then I am exactly what they're looking for. Okay, usually these small hashtags just have to do with exactly what the picture is, even though it's like small, right? So um, maybe if you're like um, Denver uh, wedding tips, right? Like, I don't know what that one would be, but if it's like, oh, it's got like 10,000 total posts, I'm gonna do it because if anyone ever goes to Denver wedding tips, I'm gonna be exactly what they're looking for. Maybe my medium-sized hashtag would be more like Denver Wedding, okay? Um, so that one's going to be like, oh, there's like 78,000 total posts on it. Cool. And then my large one would be um, just like wedding photography or Denver Weddings or like something like that that's over 2 million. Basically, all you got to know is the more total posts there are on it, the, the more competition you have to rank on those hashtags, right? So that's why the small ones are valuable because usually you can own them a lot easier. Um, so maybe there's not as many people on them. However, they're very targeted because they're looking for exactly that thing, right? So that's why they're still good to use, even though it might not make your post go viral. Um, however, the large ones, generally speaking, hashtags with more total posts on them also have more total followers on them as well. It's not like a given rule, but just generally speaking, and with the data that Instagram provides us, that is the easiest metric to look at to gauge the general amount of followers on a hashtag. More total posts is generally more followers. So that's why we wanna do those. So just in case it does trend well, because we're competing on that larger hashtag, now it has the opportunity to go viral. 
the medium ones are just in the sweet spot, right? They've got not too much competition, but a pretty good amount of followers. And until you're like over 50,000 followers, then that's the ones that are really going to be, you know, where the money's at for you to be able to get those impressions from hashtags. Because like if, if you're over a million, then yeah, maybe you only use large hashtags because you're big enough that you can like own them. But until you're big enough to be able to own them, then you're more trying to own the small and the medium, which is why the building might also take a while. That's like one other reason why the building might take a while because you're just owning, you know, the spaces that you can. And as you get bigger, the more spaces you're able to compete on. You know, just just talking about that and you're saying that, you know, you, you own the smaller ones first. It's, it just feels like it just sounds like it's going to take so much time. But I want the listeners to know and the viewers that that's exactly how you become successful. <laughs> no, there are no shortcuts. Yes. Yeah. Correct. There's no shortcuts unless you're willing to spend uh, a lot of money on paid advertising. <laughs> yes, which is a different podcast for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So now, what, what have you discovered about uh, just my last question in hashtags? What have you discovered about hashtags in the comments as opposed to being it in the post? Is there a difference? Mm -hmm. What works? What doesn't? Yeah, the uh, a aesthetic reasons is why you would do it. All right. So just understanding that it's not because like, oh, it trends better in the comments. Um, it's purely aesthetic purposes. The one thing that can screw you over if you put them in the comments as far as algorithm goes is if you don't immediately put them in the comments. Mm. So that's what a lot of people struggle with is they post it. Then they're like, all right, time for the hashtags. And by the time they post their 30 hashtags, it's seven minutes after their post was up, um, which is very important for the large ones um, because you will already be washed away, right? If I do like hashtag wedding photography and then I post it like after seven minutes, like I'm not going to be, if you go to the hashtags page and you, you know where it has top and recent, you know, it has like recent under the hashtags page. It, it puts me in chronological order of when the post was posted, not when the hashtags were inserted. So I'm going to already, like I would have already ruined my opportunity to be on the hashtag for those seven minutes where when they're most effective in those seven minutes. So if you put the hashtags in the post and um, you edit the hashtags a day after or f five minutes after, does that affect it? But before you answer that, I really want to talk about something that the listeners should know about. The Facebook group that I have created to help wedding business owners figure out specific issues about running their business from sales to marketing to advertising social media no art stuff here just all business i know right it's such a great idea if you're committed to building a wedding business that will last you need to join this group we'll have tips episode transcripts workshop information and many more so i hope to see you there just click on the link in the show notes okay so what's your answer to my question it actually does switch it to that hashtag um mm. but uh yeah it does as far as the chronological thing then yeah it um it won't be under recents it, it won't be like reset the next day it won't reset as like a recent post under that hashtag you'll still be like wherever you are in posting order um but it does switch it over to like 
if you switch your hashtags over to the small ones, um, you usually will be like, like if the post did well and you switch like a large hashtag over to small, it does make it so usually like you're owning that small hashtag. So that is a tip I, I haven't discussed before. I wanted to, like I, I tested it and the reason why I don't talk about it a ton is it's um, it takes a, a lot of time and it only helps you out so much. So if you're looking to go crazy on Instagram and you're like, look, I'm, I just want like results like in the next couple months and I'm willing to put in how many hours, then yeah, that would be, it's not a bad idea to do. Okay. Now Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It makes so much cool. sense. Now let's talk about the doomsday prepping for the death of Instagram. <laughs> Cause <Tomorrow>. I, <laughs> I always, I always ask people, I read it all the time that, you know, you don't put all your eggs in one basket because the only things that you're gonna, going to own are your website and the emails, your email list, right? Uh-huh. So I feel like people need to prep for that day when Instagram is not going to be, is going to be like, you know. So what are the best ways that you feel like people should know when collecting emails from Instagram, if ever, mm-hmm. if, if anything, if you know of those things. Yeah. So, um, th- that is kind of the thing. Like, yeah, emails are great. One of the easiest ways to get emails is from Instagram. And you know, I've got a 40 minute episode on that, the life hacks LA. So if you guys want to learn that, that would be something that's properly explained through that episode. It's like uh late forties or early fifties interview with, Life Hacks LA, um, and that will teach you more about like some different ways that you can collect emails from Instagram. Um, but my philosophy in a nutshell is this. Of all the platforms, Instagram is the easiest to create content for. Okay, it's way easier than YouTube because those average videos are like three and a half minutes and Instagram, you can make a 10 second video or you can make a one post photo um, that is reposting someone else's work. It's easier to create the content the viral nature to it um, is much more so than uh, Facebook, as well as YouTube, as far as instant results. You know, unless you're really, really good at YouTube, it is hard to get on like page one of you know strong keywords. Once you get there, it's amazing. Um, but uh, you know, Instagram, ha- it's easier to collect a single follower on Instagram than it is to collect a single subscriber on YouTube than it is to get a single page like on Facebook, than it is to get someone in your Facebook group. It's easier to get an Instagram follower than all of the other metrics, even an email. So if I can gain that follower first and then bring them on to other things, that is why you still need to be striking while the iron's hot with Instagram. I'm preparing for it. Like if it goes away, I'm prepared for it. But I'm not at all thinking like, um it's just going to go away. What's the point? You know, like that's the worst way that you could think about it. That's just the thought of an action of, Oh, if I can believe that, then I get to be lazy today. Um, but that's not what you should believe yourself, <laughs> uh, saying, uh, you should, you know, believe that, okay, I need to gain followers now. I need to, you know, while viral posting is like not that hard to do on Instagram, I'm going to do that. Um, and I'll just like quick promo. If you want my viral posting guide, if you don't know how to do that, tinyurl.com slash IGM viral. I just walk you through step-by-step step how to create um, a viral post or, or to have a good attempt at it. 
so yeah, I use Instagram to get all of those other things so that I'm safe. Or like if a new social media takes over, the thing is, is it's not actually doomsday. It's more like dooms three years, <laughs> you know, like how long did it take Instagram to take over Facebook? It still hasn't taken over. We're st- we still use both, right? Like it would have to be another 10 years before we're like, you know what? We're done with Facebook entirely. I, I can't predict the future, obviously, but like, I mean, same thing with MySpace. Like Facebook was a thing and people knew about it for years while they still had a MySpace. It's more of like that doomsday is more of the tipping point of when that new social media platform experiences exponential growth, right? It's like, all right, finally, like Selena Gomez is on the new one, you know, like, boom, like something like some kind of instance happens where all of a sudden, you know, a bunch of celebrities sign up for the new platform and promote it and do all the work for you. I like the platform Holiness. I am on there posting once a month <laughs> um, just to own my space. Holiness is my favorite uh, up and coming social media right now amongst others like Vero and TikTok seems to do be doing better. So if you, can, if you wanna play on those, if it's worth your time, then yeah, go solidify your space as the first whatever account on these up and coming social platforms. You can just, you know, use your last nine Instagram posts to create your first nine posts on this new page, like, you know, in an hour. So it's not a bad idea to own that new space. But the main thing is just know like, Instagram is a beautiful thing right now. And I predict it being a beautiful thing for the next few years. And even if a new platform is gonna take over, we're gonna see it from a mile away. It's not gonna be, Instagram gone overnight so no one can see it right now right because 99% of the people listening to this still are like Paulinus like what you know I just know about it because I'm like you know that's my job um so it's safe to be on Instagram it still is totally worth it is it getting harder sure yeah like the the more content that gets put on there the, the higher quality content people are, are expecting but is it hard is it too hard that it's like not worth it or like, you know, going to make it very, very difficult for you to be able to execute on. No, it's really still not that hard to gain followers on there. So absolutely should be on it. So the, the app that you said was, how do you spell that? Holiness? H O L O N I S. Oh, okay. What does that mean? The reason mean? why I feel like I like it, though, is because it's geared for businesses more. So I'm trying to look at it from a consumer standpoint because at the end of the day, it just matters where the customers are. <laughs> and then the businesses will go there. The customers aren't fall, aren't like, where the businesses go, you know? So um, that's maybe why I'm a little biased because it is a little more consumer friendly or like it's easier to like, uh, people can check out on the app already. Okay. Instagram is slowly implementing that, but Holiness started as you can buy things right from the social platform. Oh, I, I, that's why I like it. I feel like um, Instagram is going to be here for a long time because it's part of Facebook. So the the those platforms, I I feel like for for tech companies to combine forces or buy each other out. <laughs> is what's going to make their uh-huh. lives longer like their lifespan of the of the platform longer. Do mm-hmm. you agree? 
Yeah, definitely. They've absolutely got the resources to um, to stay on top. And, um, you know, most business, if you're on Instagram and not on Facebook too, I'd highly recommend you get on Facebook still because you can use the two together because they're owned from the same company. But I think they get, they got a while on them. And it, honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm like kind of forward thinking with like what social media would take over. I don't even know if it would be one that's like, Oh, it's just like a slightly better Instagram. I don't know if that has like the opportunity to take over. It might be like, oh, it's like VR heads to uh, social media. You know, like that might be the one that takes over next. So I think it might be like a big jump, which means that we're a ways away. Yeah, when Instagram started uh, stories, I stopped using Snapchat because it didn't make any sense. And then I went back to Snapchat after a year and I'm like, what? the heck is going on there's just like spam video just like stuff that i'm not really interested in mm-hmm. so i completely just quit quit that part so i want to ask you since we're talking about you know uh we're talking about doomsday how do you how what what's your advice for people to future proof their content like just in case, you know, you, you usually save your photos that you post and the videos that you post just in case they need to transfer it to another platform like Holiness mm-hmm. or LinkedIn or something like that. What what things should they remember to future-proof their content? I think at the end of the day, like, I can give a lot of little tips on, like, yeah, then you use them, like, send them over to LinkedIn, then do this and grab their email and blah, blah, blah. The only thing that is going to protect any business in the long run, the thing that is more future-proof than emails and more future-proof than any social media is do they think about you naturally? So if your product is that good, if you your service is that good that they talk about it with your friend, their friends and they say, oh, where is that guy? I'm going to look him up. How much does it matter that they remember like your website's exact address not as much like do they remember your name you know like i know i'm talking to a lot of wedding photographers was your service so good that in two years even if you changed your instagram handle they said no that wedding photographer was so good you have got to get him my daughter's getting married my other daughter got married we had him he was so good we gotta find him oh he has a new phone number okay we gotta find him that at the end of the day is the most future proof that you can be is that your customers will find you no matter what. And they're talking about you no matter what. Although I will say like, as far as like just the technical answer thing, yeah, probably an email is one of the most, you know, um, secure ways. But at the end of the day, it still is like, you know, it's hard to get people to open an email. So like, that's why it's like, you're, you're only secure, that secure, because if you have their email, but they don't care about you or your service wasn't good, They'll never open your email and it will be an annoyance to them. If they loved your service, now your email is great to them. So your product or your service is the only thing to future-proof any business. I love that. I love that. You're, so you're saying that Instagram, along with other social media platforms, are supposed to be a tool for your brand, to build your brand, not mm-hmm. the other way around. They only help a business that is already converting people that come through their doors. That's awesome. I right? love that. It's a traffic source. It is not your sales. Like it, it, even when like people can check out on the app, 
it's like a sales source, but it still is at the end of the day, it's like a traffic source. It, it would be like a traffic source and a sales source. But it, if you send like a hundred thousand people to your website and it doesn't convert people then it doesn't even matter. Okay. That makes so much sense. Okay. So this is probably going to be my last topic because I am, I, I have a wedding videography company and at first when I, when I started the company, there's only two of us, but then I became, I'm a really lazy person by nature. <laughs> I love, I love sleeping and napping. So I designed my company to be, um, to have, to self-sustain. So I hired, uh, editors, I hired extra videographers. So they shoot for us and they edit for us. So I haven't edited a video in nine years as the company. I haven't edited a video in maybe six years. So mm -hmm. I love, love, love delegating. And we still, to this day, we still, me and my wife, we still think of what to delegate to, you know, make our business run easier. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Instagram became this really fun platform to, if your business is not on Instagram, you're going to die. So I feel like for um, for small businesses, we need to learn how to delegate. And Instagram is one of the platforms that we should, um, you know, just learn at least you want to explore be on it but you want to delegate it at the same time yeah 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 because i i listened to the four levels of instagramming episode and mm -hmm. one of those is you know uh delegation like the perks of delegating the, do you mind expanding a little bit more about that yeah so um you got to see it as uh that you're delegating like any other position in your company could you possibly delegate um, an assistant role to make outgoing phone calls to reach out to past customers until you were already good at it yourself. No, you could not. You can't hand over the keys to your Instagram until you figured it out yet. Because like, like I talked about that in the episode, a lot of people want to be like, oh, like my nephew, like he knows Instagram. Yeah, he knows like how to use it. He doesn't know how to like build a following and run your business on there. Like it is still your business. So like if someone sends you a, a message on Instagram, it, you should basically see it as like it's the same thing as if they sent you an email. So like can that person responding to that message answer everything properly? Um, you also can't like hand over the keys to someone new that like doesn't understand wedding photography and expect them to run your account successfully without unless you're saying, hey, like what we do is um, we post three times a week. Two of the posts are, um, you know, highlights from the previous weddings from the previous month. And then the third one is we give tips on, you know, wedding venues, how to save money. We give tips for brides. So we do two, um, you know, content pieces. And then the third one is tips. When you can hand it over like that and you're like, oh, and these are the good hashtags. These are the bad. Don't you like these hashtags work the best for us. This posting time seems to work the best for us until you can hand over the Instagram account with all of that data as if you had a training manual built for how to run your Instagram because it's still at the end of the day, it's like, it's still is your account. Like it's still is different than running any other account because people are used to the voice of whoever has been speaking to them. 
the whole time. They're used to however you've been writing captions. So that'd be other thing. You'd be like, yeah, this is the kind of captions that we write. This is like you can, if you need some examples, just go back through our previous hundred posts and you'll see some examples. That's when you can actually expect someone to run your account correctly. So can you give it away? Yes. Um, but I think what most businesses are more struggling with is not like, I just want to like, when you want to give it away is when you're like, I know I should be on here, but I, it's not worth my time. Okay. That's when like delegation becomes a thing. Um, for me, um, I, I've delegated a ton of jobs in my company, but I still have not delegated Instagram. And it's because it is one of the highest, uh, most productive uses of my time. <laughs> so it's way down the list of what I'm going to delegate. And a lot of people, it's like the first thing on their list to delegate. That doesn't mean it should be the first thing. That means that you haven't figured it out yet. It should be like more valuable than a lot of things that you do in your business. Like your time on Instagram should be more valuable than a lot of things. I'm still like a year away from delegating Instagram. And at that point, I will have found like a very, very top professional that very well knows the market before I even think about it. Um, so I don't, I don't delegate Instagram. I don't, I stay far away from automation software that goes out and follows people or auto comments, um, and things like that for you. Auto likes, view stories, stay away from that stuff for sure. Cause even if it works now, it's just not going to work in a couple months. Promise <laughs> that's, they have a tr decade of track record of that's how it works. A new marketing technique comes on, then they figure it out. Then they punish those who have been using it. So don't use any like freaking, you know, marketing tricks. Um, but it, if you're thinking about delegating your Instagram nine times out of 10, the problem is that you just haven't figured out how it can be beneficial to your business yet. Okay. So how do you feel about, um, engagement groups? Because engagement groups are to, to people who don't know, do you mind explaining what engagement groups are? Sure. It basically is you um, form a little uh, click. So you're like, all right, hey, um, these are like the all of my like wedding venue partners. Maybe they're your, your like actual partners in real life, even like the people that you commonly work with, like the florist that you commonly work with and things like that. In that case, it's probably really worth it. Um, so you would form a group. Let's say that you're, um, you know, the wedding planner and you've got your main florist and you got um, just I don't know the rest of the jobs, <laughs> the other people that you contract out in the wedding business and you form a little uh, group where whenever you have a, a new post that's posted, the the engagement you get on it in the first hour is much more important than the engagement you get on it a couple days later. Um, if it gets liked a couple weeks later, it doesn't like, oh, it's retrending again because of that like, like it's dead. After like 12 to 24 hours, it's dead. So the engagement group is basically you've got your partners that, Hey, whenever I post something or whenever you guys post something right when it's posted, we're going to go like on, like it, comment on it and just like do all those things for each other. Um, so it helps the post trend, but it also makes it so, you know, you're commenting, um, and on that post and exposing yourself to their followers too. So that's why like you can do it wrong or do it right. If you don't know, like, how what the benefits of it so a wrong way is if you like partner up with like 10 other um wedding photographers <laughs> it probably will screw you over more than help you because now you're these other wedding photographers keep commenting on your posts and are introducing themselves to your followers 
right? However, if you're like the florist that they would work with as well, then it's like good that they got to know you too, right? Like, because as soon as one of you lands the job, it helps the rest of you land the job. That would be a good engagement group to do. So basically all you're doing is you're helping your post trend, you're helping your friends post trend, and you're commenting on each other's posts. So you're introducing each other to each other's following. So if you can fit all that criteria, then it helps um, as much as five likes helps and five comments helps, right? Okay. So how, but, but how do you feel about that? Are you? Yeah, overall, um, I am not in any anymore. Um, I basically just have a few people that I say, Hey, do you want to always like and comment on each other's stuff? We don't actually have like a DM group. Like most people, most engagement groups are like a DM group of like 20, 30 people. And you like send your post to that DM group so that everyone sees it instantly. But I, I, otherwise I just have a couple of people and I'm like, Hey, let's just like always like in comments on each other's stuff. The reason why is I was in like 15 engagement groups oh, and my, you know, every time I got on Instagram, it was like, you have 18 DMS, you know, and there, I couldn't keep up with it. And eventually the engagement group, because we didn't actually know each other, we didn't really care about each other's posts near, like everyone cared more that they got likes and comments on their own posts than other people that then doing it on each other. So like, you know, like people just kind of stopped doing it for each other, but still expected to get done for them. And over time, it just was like, I'd send it out to like 80 people and only like three of them would actually do something with it. So you, you got to, you know, be committed to the group and have a group that's committed to doing it for you in order for it to have a chance to work. Okay. It's, it's, it's just so much work. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people are just going to be overwhelmed with what really I have uh -huh. to do this for Instagram. And, but uh -huh. you know, it's just your life source. Like this is the best way you're right. One follower getting one follower is the easiest on Instagram. And mm -hmm. you should just make sure that you at least consider investing time, right? What's your best tip for wedding people, wedding businesses to organize their life? <laughs> you, you know, just the best way to uh -huh. just organize everything so that they enjoy posting on Instagram as opposed to like hating it. Yeah. So develop some kind of like content, like, plan right because it, it's again like everything else if you're not like intentional with it then you can't really be good at it so let's say um you say look i'm, I'm willing to put in one hour a day then you kind of say what are the most valuable things because if you want to spend 10 hours a day on it yeah i can teach you I, then i would do this then i would do that then i would do that then i would do that but like most people don't have more than an hour that they actually want to like put in their schedule even, right? We're probably going to spend extra time on there just naturally. Um, but even like on my schedule, like I might only schedule it like 15, 20 minutes. Doing a proper post is the number one thing that you can do with your time on Instagram. So knowing that, okay, if you only have a little bit of time, then just do your post. If you have a little bit more time, then do your post and, um, you know, reach out and try to find some fall, like some actual customers, like do actions. There's so many of them. So this is why it's kind of like, if you want to get really into it, I mean, there's so much info and if just dive into my podcast and find whatever episode you need to learn on 
but um, I'll just kind of stop there. Like a, doing a, a proper post that's properly hashtagged with like posted at the right time, all of those things going for you is the number one thing that you can do on Instagram for free. Yeah. So focus <laughs> on that. And then the other thing is stop following people that aren't valuable to populate your feed. If they are not valuable for you to see um, and like or comment on, then you shouldn't be following them. Um, so many people follow like 2,500 people because they're like, ooh, then they'll like come back to my account and follow me, um, which one, that's another technique or trick that Instagram is cracking down on heavily nowadays. And even when it was working, I still think it is a horrible technique because that if people only follow you for that reason, you're going to get stuck. Um, you know, if people aren't following you for other reasons, th then your account has a much bigger issue. Um, so, and you're also now just following 2,500 accounts and everything in your feed is completely worthless. However, it still is entertaining. So you stay on the app forever. So <laughs> stop exposing yourself to content that is not work oriented. Yeah, I've seen I've seen accounts where with 900 followers and they have they're following like 3000 people. I'm like, yeah, man, I feel so sorry for them. But yeah. <laughs> um uh so you're saying that um concentrate on content. Be purposeful of what you're posting, what your hashtags are, and it'll work wonders as opposed to posting every day and, you know, just not thinking about it. Yeah, if you if you can do a post a day, um, that is, again, like probably the best thing you can do for free organic growth. I know it's easier said than done. Um, I I basically would say don't go like longer than a week without posting if you're like actually trying to take it seriously, which would still be the max that I would say I'd more go like three or four days. But if you do once a week, then like that's the base level of where Instagram could be useful for you. But just do your post, nail that. And then once you've nailed your content, now when people find your page, they follow you. If you have not nailed your content, then it doesn't even matter how many people find your page. They get there and they are instantly off. So it, it, content is king and queen and everything. It, if you don't have good content, nothing else works. Yeah. You can't polish a turd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Thank you. That was a, such a great interview. I would love it if I'm pretty sure people have learned so much from you today. I would love it if you tell them how to reach you, where to reach you, and if you have anything um, coming up. Yeah. So um, the, the main thing is that I still understand that um, every account is different and what you're trying to accomplish is different. So um, we can only give like more generalized tips that uh, hopefully apply to everyone on the podcast. But if you want specific tips for you, DM me at IGM secrets, just say, Hey, I heard you on the uh, wedding video boss, uh, podcast and just wanted to see if you could look at my account and give me some pointers. So I'll jump into your account specifically, go through it and find out, uh, you know, a few things. Um, that you specifically could be doing. So if you want that extra little personal coaching, I'll just do it for free for you and give you a few tips. Again, that's uh, IGM Secrets, Instagram Marketing Secrets. Just shoot me a DM and let me know where you came from. That's so cool. And uh, do you have anything upcoming for your workshops or your Facebook group? Um, yeah, my, my Facebook group has always got something going on on it too. So if you like the the idea of like being in a community with other people who have 
a lot of them have listened to every single podcast episode I've ever put out. So it's a good place to, you have to. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people like you that have listened to every episode. So if you ask a question, even if I don't get to it, there's a lot of other experts who know all of my content in there. So it's called the Instagram marketing masters. Just fill out the application questions and I'll get you added. Sweet. Thank you so much, Derek. I really appreciate this. Just like what I said earlier, you just really helped me organize my thoughts and how I handle social media. So thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Thanks again for having me on. All right. All the best to you. Peace. Don't you think that was a great episode? I hope you got a little bit more clarity about the topic. And if not, Feel free to reach out and ask questions by emailing me at weddingvideoboss at gmail.com. You could also join the Facebook group so we can discuss this episode. Show your support by helping me reach more people by sharing this podcast or tell a friend about it. I'd also love it if you rate and review. I love reading reviews. A few weeks from now, we'll be releasing a handful of surprises. So if you're interested in learning more or if you want to find out as soon as it comes out, feel free to join our mailing list. I'll try to add all of the links in the show notes. I hope this just jump-started your day and may you have an excellent week ahead. I'll see you on the next episode of the Wedding Video Boss Podcast. Till then, play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good-looking. Boss man out. You know, just learn at least you want explore to be on it but you want to delegate it at the same time yeah 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 because i i listened to the four levels of instagramming episode and mm-hmm. one of those is you know uh delegation like the perks of delegating the, do you mind expanding a little bit more about that yeah so um you got to see it as uh that you're delegating like any other position in your company could you possibly delegate um, an assistant role to make outgoing phone calls to reach out to past customers until you were already good at it yourself. No, you could not. You can't hand over the keys to your Instagram until you figured it out yet. Because like, like I talked about that in the episode, a lot of people want to be like, oh, like my nephew, like he knows Instagram. Yeah, he knows like how to use it. He doesn't know how to like build a following and run your business on there. Like it is still your business. So like if someone sends you a a message on Instagram, you should basically see it as like it's the same thing as if they sent you an email. So like can that person responding to that message answer everything properly? Um, You also can't like hand over the keys to someone new that like doesn't understand wedding photography and expect them to run your account successfully without unless you're saying, hey, like what we do is um, we post three times a week. Two of the posts are, um, you know, highlights from the previous weddings from the previous month. And then the third one is we give tips on, you know, wedding venues, how to save money. We give tips for brides. So we do two, um, you know, content pieces. And then the third one is tips. When you can hand it over like that and you're like, oh, and these are the good hashtags. These are the bad. Don't you like these hashtags work the best for us. 
this posting time seems to work the best for us until you can hand over the Instagram account with all of that data as if you had a training manual built for how to run your Instagram because it's still at the end of the day, it's like, it's still your account. Like it's it still is different than running any other account because people are used to the voice of whoever has been speaking to them the whole time. They're used to however you've been writing captions. So that'd be other thing. You'd be like, yeah, this is the kind of captions that we write. This is like, you can, if you need some examples, just go back through our previous hundred posts and you'll see some examples. That's when you can actually expect someone to run your account correctly. So can you give it away? Yes. Um, but I think what most businesses are more struggling with is not like, I just want to like, when you want to give it away is when you're like, I know I should be on here, but I, it's not worth my time. Okay. That's when like delegation becomes a thing. Um, for me, um, I, I've delegated a ton of jobs in my company, but I still have not delegated Instagram. And it's because it is one of the highest, uh, most productive uses of my time. <laughs> so it's way down the list of what I'm going to delegate. And a lot of people, it's like the first thing on their list to delegate. That doesn't mean it should be the first thing. That means that you haven't figured it out yet. It should be like more valuable than a lot of things that you do in your business. Like your time on Instagram should be more valuable than a lot of things. I'm still like a year away from delegating Instagram. And at that point, I will have found like a very, very top professional that very well knows the market before I even think about it. Um, so I don't, I don't delegate Instagram. I don't, I stay far away from automation software that goes out and follows people or auto comments, um, and things like that for you. Auto likes, view stories, stay away from that stuff for sure. Cause even if it works now, it's just not going to work in a couple months. Promise <laughs> that's, they have a tr decade of track record of that's how it works. A new marketing technique comes on, then they figure it out. Then they punish those who have been using it. So don't use any like freaking, you know, marketing tricks. Um, but it, if you're thinking about delegating your Instagram nine times out of 10, the problem is that you just haven't figured out how it can be beneficial to your business yet. Okay. So how do you feel about, um, engagement groups? Cause engagement groups are to, to people who don't know. Do you mind explaining what engagement groups are? Sure. It basically is you um, form a little uh, click. So you're like, all right, hey, um, these are like the all of my like wedding venue partners. Maybe they're your, your like actual partners in real life, even like the people that you commonly work with, like the florist that you commonly work with and things like that. In that case, it's probably really worth it. Um, so you would form a group. Let's say that you're, um, you know, the wedding planner and you've got your main florist and you got um, just I don't know the rest of the jobs, <laughs> the other people that you contract out in the wedding business and you form a little uh, group where whenever you have a, a new post that's posted, the the engagement you get on it in the first hour is much more important than the engagement you get on it a couple days later. Um, if it gets liked a couple weeks later, it doesn't like, oh, it's retrending again because of that like, like it's dead. After like 12 to 24 hours, it's dead. So the engagement group is basically you've got your partners that, Hey, whenever I post something or whenever you guys post something right when it's posted, we're going to go like on, like it, comment on it and just like do all those things for each other. Um, so it helps the post trend, but it also makes it so, you know, you're commenting 
um, and on that post and exposing yourself to their followers too. So that's why like you can do it wrong or do it right if you don't know like how what the benefits of it. So a wrong way is if you like partner up with like 10 other um, wedding photographers. It probably will screw you over more than help you because now you're these other wedding photographers keep commenting on your posts and are introducing themselves to your followers right however if you're like the florist that they would work with as well then it's like good that they got to know you too right like because as soon as one of you lands the job it helps the rest of you land the job that would be a good engagement group to do so basically all you're doing is you're helping your post trend you're helping your friends post trend and you're commenting on each other's posts, so you're introducing each other to each other's following. So if you can fit all that criteria, then it helps um, as much as five likes helps and five comments helps, right? Okay. So, how, but but how do you feel about that? Are you? Yeah. Overall, um, I am not in any anymore. Um, I basically just have a few people that I say, hey. Do you want to always like and comment on each other's stuff? We don't actually have like a DM group. Like most people, most engagement groups are like a DM group of like 20, 30 people. And you like send your post to that DM group so that everyone sees it instantly. But I, I, otherwise I just have a couple people and I'm like, Hey, let's just like always like and comment on each other's stuff. The reason why is I was in like 15 engagement groups oh, and my you know every time i got on instagram it was like you have 18 dms you know and there i couldn't keep up with it and eventually the engagement group because we didn't actually know each other we didn't really care about each other's posts near like everyone cared more that they got likes and comments on their own posts than other people that than doing it on each other so like you know, like people just kind of stop doing it for each other, but still expect it to get done for them. And over time, it just was like, I'd send it out to like 80 people and only like three of them would actually do something with it. So you, you got to, you know, be committed to the group and have a group that's committed to doing it for you in order for it to have a chance to work. Okay. It's, it's, it's just so much work. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people are just going to be overwhelmed with, what really i have uh -huh. to do this for instagram and but uh -huh. you know it's just your life source like this is the best way you're right one follower getting one follower is the easiest on instagram and mm -hmm. you should just make sure that you at least consider investing time right what's your best tip for wedding people wedding businesses to organize their life <laughs> You, you know, just the best way to uh -huh. just organize everything so that they enjoy posting on Instagram as opposed to like hating it. Yeah. So develop some kind of like content like plan, right? Because it, it's again, like everything else, if you're not like intentional with it, then you can't really be good at it. So let's say um, you say, look, I'm, I'm willing to put in one hour a day then you kind of say, what are the most valuable things? Because if you want to spend 10 hours a day on it, yeah, I can teach you. I, then I would do this, then I would do that, then I would do that, then I would do that. But like most people don't have more than an hour that they actually want to like put in their schedule even, right? We're probably going to spend extra time on there just naturally. Um, but even like in my schedule, like I might only schedule it like 15, 20 minutes. Doing a proper post 
is the number one thing that you can do with your time on Instagram. So knowing that, okay, if you only have a little bit of time, then just do your post. If you have a little bit more time, then do your post and, um, you know, reach out and try to find some fall, like some actual customers, like do actions. There's so many of them. This is why it's kind of like, if you want to get really into it, I mean, there's so much info and if just dive into my podcast and find whatever episode you need to learn on. But, um, I'll just kind of stop there. Like doing a, a proper post that's properly hashtagged with like post at the right time, all of those things going for you is the number one thing that you can do on Instagram for free. So focus on that. And then the other thing is stop following people that aren't valuable to populate your feed. If they are not valuable for you to see, um, and like or comment on, then you shouldn't be following them. Um, so many people follow like 2,500 people because they're like, Ooh, then they'll like come back to my account and follow me. Um, which one, that's another technique or trick that Instagram is cracking down on heavily nowadays. And even when it was working, I still think it is a horrible technique because that if people only follow you for that reason, you're going to get stuck. Um, you know, if people aren't following you for other reasons, then your account has a much bigger issue. Um, so, and you're also now just following 2,500 accounts and everything in your feed is completely worthless. However, it still is entertaining. So you stay on the app forever. So (laughs) stop exposing yourself to content that is not work oriented. Yeah, I've seen I've seen accounts where with nine hundred followers and they have they're following like three thousand people. I'm like, yeah, man, I feel too. so sorry for them. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so you're saying that um, concentrate on content, be purposeful of what you're posting, what your hashtags are, and it'll work wonders as opposed to posting every day and you know just not thinking about it. Yeah, if you if you can do a post a day, um, that is, again, like probably the best thing you can do for free organic growth. I know it's easier said than done. Um, I I basically would say don't go like longer than a week without posting if you're like actually trying to take it seriously, which would still be the max that I would say I'd more go like three or four days. But if you do once a week, then like that's the base level of where Instagram could be useful for you. But just do your post, nail that. And then once you've nailed your content, now when people find your page, they follow you. If you have not nailed your content, then it doesn't even matter how many people find your page. They get there and they are instantly off. So content is king and queen and everything. If you don't have good content, nothing else works. Yeah, you can't polish a turd. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so... Thank you. That was a, such a great interview. I would love it if I'm pretty sure people have learned so much from you today. I would love it if you tell them how to reach you, where to reach you, and if you have anything um, coming up. Yeah. So um, the, the main thing is that I still understand that um, every account is different and what you're trying to accomplish is different. So um, we can only give like more generalized tips that uh, hopefully apply to everyone on the podcast. But if you want specific tips for you, DM me at IGM secrets, just say, Hey, I heard you on the uh, wedding video boss, uh, podcast and just wanted to see if you could look at my account and give me some pointers. So I'll jump into your account specifically, go through it and find out, uh, you know, a few things 
um, that you specifically could be doing. So if you want that extra little personal coaching, I'll just do it for free for you and give you a few tips. Again, that's uh, IGM Secrets, Instagram Marketing Secrets. Just shoot me a DM and let me know where you came from. That's so cool. Ed, do you have anything upcoming for your workshops or your Facebook group? Um, yeah, my, my Facebook group has always got something going on on it too. So if you like the the idea of like being in a community with other people who have a lot of them has, have listened to every single podcast episode I've ever put out. So it's a good place to, you have to. Oh cool. yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people like you that have listened to every episode. So if you ask a question, even if I don't get to it, there's a lot of other experts who know all of my content in there. So it's called the Instagram Marketing Masters. Just fill out the application questions and I'll get you added. Sweet. Thank you so much, Derek. I really appreciate this. Just like what I said earlier, you just really helped me organize my thoughts and how I handle social media. So thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Thanks again for having me on. All right. All the best to you. Peace. Don't you think that was a great episode? I hope you got a little bit more clarity about the topic. And if not, feel free to reach out and ask questions by emailing me at weddingvideoboss at gmail.com. You could also join the Facebook group so we can discuss this episode. Show your support by helping me reach more people by sharing this podcast or tell a friend about it. I'd also love it if you rate and review. I love reading reviews. A few weeks from now, we'll be releasing a handful of surprises. So if you're interested in learning more or if you want to find out as soon as it comes out, feel free to join our mailing list. I'll try to add all of the links in the show notes. I hope this just jump-started your day and may you have an excellent week ahead. I'll see you on the next episode of the Wedding Video Boss Podcast. Till then, play nice if you can't win. Be nice, especially if you're good-looking. Boss man out. <laughs>